So listen, it's been a second since we've been here. And during that time, we have done and watched a lot. I normally come in with an agenda. I don't really have an agenda this time except just to, you know, speak my truth. I want to talk. truth is, you're not ready for it. Oh, no. I don't think that M&M's and oil really mix. What? For dinner tonight, I had pasta that had a lot of oil in it, some sort of oily sauce. And then right after, I'm like, you know what? I want a snack. So I had a bunch of M&M's. You're the weirdest person I know. I know. And you know what's happening in my stomach right now? The grumbly tumblies. The grumbly tumblies. And with that, we're here. We're queer. Now give Give me me my my entertainment. entertainment. Which one is it? This one? Do it. So I'm realizing, Chris, as we're doing this new little experiment, we have a a recording, a video recording happening of this. And um, in that little in in between when the music's happening, I got to put a little like logo or something, right? I mean, we're just sitting here staring into staring into into the TV. By the way, I'm Chris. And I'm Elias. And we have this podcast where we talk about entertainment that has entertained us over the last some period of time. Yeah. And in this case, it's the past like three weeks and we're called the Airstreamers Podcast. Welcome to the Airstreamers it. podcast to it. Yes. <laughs> um, what did we do these past few weeks? There's I, a lot that I mean, I want to talk about the Marvel movies. Yes. That's, that's, that's starting point. Yes. That's what we need to do. We, in the past many weeks caught up on our Marvel movie watching experience a while back, me and Chris decided to go whole hog into the Marvel cinematic universe and found a Reddit article that um, I was going to say I can link, but I don't, I don't even know where that article is anymore, but basically it was the uh, uh, considered to be the best way to watch the Marvel movies in the chronological order in which the time passed in the movies, not when they came out, you know, you're, being recorded i know but my phone is breaking (laughs) this is quality entertainment (laughs) (laughs) um so when we found this this link we we wanted to get into the marvel universe but the reality was it was overwhelming like there were a a bajillion movies to get into at the time the we watched everything up until uh captain marvel so anything that came out before captain marvel in the real world time we watched in the sequential plot time right and so we started with not the release time the not the release chronological time, the, story time yeah and so we started Is that the right choice it's a choice we we could have done two things we could have watched it in the chronological order of release or the chronological order of plot. And the reason I made the executive decision back then, excuse me, to watch it plot-wise was because we would then not have anything, like, spoiled, so to speak. Um, If, for example, we watched all of the Captain Americas in sequence, just because maybe that's what we think we should do, we would be at a point where we would be given information that we otherwise wouldn't have ever watched about you know so i think doing it the chronological release way uh the chronological plot way i think did work for us 
to be honest. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I think it worked. It was just some some things were a little bit jumpy with quality and, and things like that. But we did it, and it took us a couple of months to basically watch, I don't know, what do we do, like a movie or two every weekend? And it took us yeah. however long it took us. And uh, it was an awesome experience. And then our next movie we went to watch in the movie theaters was um, Captain Marvel, which ultimately led us to being able to watch in the movie theaters Endgame, which truly I think will go down as one of my most uh, memorable movie going experiences of all time. It's is great. What I would say, yeah. Listen, enough about us and our journey. I want to talk about these some of these garbage movies that we watched recently. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So, so tell me all about the trash. We watched three movies in the last week or two, um, which are some of these like offshoot movies that have come up. Um, and I don't know the names of them. Thor, Love and okay, Thunder. Hold on. What? None of these are offshoot movies. These are main storyline movies. What are you talking about? Oh, they're not like straight to DVD? Christopher. I thought these movies made bajillions of dollars in the movie theaters. Oh, I thought that, these were they're, like they're I all, thought this was like Little Mermaid 2 straight to DVD. No, and do not knock Little Mermaid 2. It's an excellent movie. Have you seen it? Yes, loved it. And oh, I love the watch that. stunning. The, I wanna... the, the prequel, I think, with the with Ursula's kid. That's also good. Is this one like uh, or no. Flounder goes to college? No, I don't care about Flounder. No, what? in what's the plot in Little Mermaid 2? I'm drawing Is a it blank. Little or Little Mermaid? Like Lil Nas? I never know. Li- little mermaid and it's but it's spoken like that you have okay. to say it like proper that. proper english yeah can okay. i hear you little mermaid mm-hmm. uh that's correct so i'm surprised that you're that you thought th- i guess this is what you know this says everything you need to know about them listen in i'm gonna give a little bit of backstory because it's important if wait li- know, we haven't even told them what the movies are that we I watch will tell so. them let you have to just listen to me listen who says that? My mom. My yes. mom says that. Yes. In the first wave of Marvel movies back in the day, we had Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, and someone. Why can't I think of who it was? And Captain America. Captain America. And those four became they met and became the Avengers. Chris Evans is a is a bottle a, of wine. He's a gift. He just gets better with age. When he splits that wood open. Ugh. Jeez. Yeah. That's, I'm going to have to take a. a shall we pause it? A, a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that becomes Avengers. And then they keep introducing more and more people and blah, blah, blah. And then there's sequels to all these movies. So when Doctor Strange came around, his movie I thought was pretty good. And fun fact, where it's filmed at the beginning where he crashes, the very beginning, there's not a spoiler, is where we drive up to Camp Muscrat. Yeah, and the Hawk's Nest, Hawk's Nest little Pennsylvania. swirl. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We have millions of pictures there. Every time we go, we have to stop and take a picture. And so that happened, that had happened, and then they released a sequel to that, which is what we watched. Then the other movies are Thor. Remember Thor 1 and 2 were like... One was okay, two was Trash Factory. They didn't know what to do with it. So then with three, they were like, let's be funnier rather than serious. Then four, which is the one we just watched, went overload with humor in a negative Okay, but we still haven't told them what we've watched. I just said. Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, I was calling them Thor 4 and Doctor Strange 2. And Doctor Strange, Marvelous Mystical Land of Ministry. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then, also known as Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Out. And then more. The last one that we watched was uh, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Yes. And there, the reason why we watched those three in particular is because since COVID, me and Chris realized we do not like the movie theaters. Oh, I knew way before. No, COVID. I mean I knew it too. You're right, but I just genuinely realized how much I loathe the experience of the movie theater. It's trash. People are disgusting. People cough and sneeze and burp and <laughs> fart and have no respect. Open for mouth else. chewing. That's yeah. that's that's top tier Mis- movie watching. Louie watching movie watching oh. misophonia. That's what it is. Is that what it's called? Yeah. You hate sound. Oh, that's what I suffer from. Yeah. Not you their... suffer from misophonia. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so since the COVID era, we missed out on these movies. So, we okay. Watch them. Let's go from um, what I'm going to say is uh, worst to best. And I, full disclosure, I love Wakanda Forever. So oh, that's just, that's so a I say, of its own. Yeah. I say garbage movies, but really I'm talking about the. I'm really talking about Doctor Strange. Yeah, trash. Absolute trash. I cannot believe how much I did not enjoy that movie. Tell us your thoughts. Okay. And actually, why don't you give a brief little summary of what it even is about? Um, still processing. I really don't know what it's about. <laughs> it's, it's a horror movie, I think. Like, Wait, what it, the hell is it about? It's what was a, its Okay, like, so Doctor oh. Strange is this uh, wizard who does a lot of hand movements. He has to protect this person who can jump through multiverses. Right, right. So she has the ability to move from multiverse to multiverse. And I think she's the only one. She's the only one who can do this. Yeah. And um, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who is the Scarlet Witch, she is the, she wants to get to her kids and her kids exist in another multiverse. Yes. And so she wants to assume the power of um, America, America, which of, of really this person's name is America. They maybe that is in fact comically accurate, but like, can we not no. have named her America? Yeah, because like America has the most important power of all. Like, and also, I, you know, I read this where uh, there's like Latin America, and I try to make a conscious effort to say like the United States yes. because. There's Latin America. There's like, uh, like all of these countries. South America. South America is a continent. Yeah, but what do you mean? I'm a little confused by. What, I'm going to say that we're trying to usurp the concept of America. Oh, I get it. Yes, and that yes. we're really the United States. We're not America. No. Yes. We're the United States of America. Correct. We belong to the Americas. Correct. So, okay. Now that I'm off of that high horse. <sighs> A little nervous. Though. I, she, she wants to take America's powers so that she can move to the multiverse in where her kids exist. Okay, that's sweet and fine, and but she's also going to murder the girl. In the process. That's what I was going to say. It's not quite sweet because then you realize the person who lives there is the mom that she is, and she would going kill, to, and she would have to kill her. She would kill her, and then 
or swap with her. Yeah, or like kick she her would, back yeah, out. She was like, a... "You go to my universe where you don't have kids, and I'll go to yours and where I do have kids." And then, yeah. in the process of taking America's powers, she's going to now kill her. To pause there, right there for a sec, I have to say that's a really cool setup. It is a great setup. Now, where the problems start to happen with this. Um, Storyline wise, I think yeah, it's really interesting, and I think they could have done a there's lot. There's a with story it. there. The point the is, there's a story. Cinematography. There. Well, I the forgot di- I'm on camera, and I'm just sitting here like scratching my dry skin. The direction of the of the movie were all really weird choices, and you told me that this is like the director, whoever it is, and you can speak to that in a second. Yeah, but I I'm feel gonna, like I'm gonna do a little googlies. I feel talking. like Doctor Strange had like weirdness to it like what is his name is it whose name the the curious doctor strange or something is that what he's known as like isn't there like a doctor strange isn't there a catchphrase for him doctor strange of the curious nature why am i thinking in my head like the marvelous no that's the marvelous captain marvel captain marvel or something (laughs) i don't know the marvelous Maisel. okay listen Bringing it back. No, it's just Doctor Strange. I think it's that. I think it's just Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange has... It's somewhat rooted in reality in that, like, it's not way over the top in any of his movies. And when he's presented in any of his... In his shows, he's very reserved, composed, um, and tries to get whatever job done. When he's in this movie and with Scarlet Witch... It becomes very. Are there spoilers? Hard. By the way, are you gonna? We can say there. Well, I think spoilers. we already. Yeah, fine. There's spoilers. Listen, you shouldn't watch it anyway, so it doesn't okay. matter. All right. There are just a lot of scenes that very much look like a horror movie, and it feels like a misplaced genre. Correct. And that's my biggest problem with it. Other like when he becomes a zombie, Doctor Strange. It's weird. That was a jump the shark. That was a jump the shark moment. That was hard for me to fully abide by and be locked into. I think you said it right where there are the jump scares too. I feel are misplaced because it's not a movie for jump scares. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, um, a franchise for jump scares. And I feel like they tried to do something new in it. And it just is like trying to put, mayo on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it just it works in sandwiches like there are good Mm -hmm. jump scare movies but not in this sandwich just drop the mic the the (laughs) podcast is over brilliant brilliant words sam raimi is the director of this movie Sam Raimi is the, also the director of the Evil Dead franchise, which is a yeah, sort of horror movie. That I, uh, not sort of. I mean, it is. It's like very, very gro- gruesome and um, in a way campy, perhaps, I would say. Uh, and they hired him. Now, this made almost a billion dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I'm saying. This is not ridiculous. a throwaway. You were like, oh, what is this straight to DVD nonsense? No, this movie at the time this came out was all anyone was talking about. See, this is the barrier to entry in filmmaking. You have to have clout. And then whenever you get that point where you've crossed over and you have clout, you can make garbage and you, people are going to still watch it. Yeah. And then you have really talented filmmakers out there 
who are scrappy and struggling to get by and their movies go unseen, unheard, no, nobody knows about them. They don't have an audience. They sit on a library shelf somewhere. And then you have this guy. Do you think libraries still exist at this point? Uh, the Library of Congress. Okay. Got it. Because yeah. my like my place of job does not have a library. Just <laughs> FYI. It's <laughs> not a thing that happens anymore. Um, you are very poignant in your in your thoughts. I think that I never knew that you understood this all so well. Not like <laughs> not like movies, but I think you genuinely have something to say about them which i think is incredible and you're 100 percent right that we're at a point now where these movies have gone a path that are just going to rake in money like we a, a, a cow dung could fall to the ground camera in front of it for half an hour and Billion people dollars. will watch watch that yeah. yeah um and i do agree that i think that the genre is misplaced now i think that what they were trying to do and i don't think we should fault them for this is People were saying up until this point that these movies all were too similar, that the Marvel movies all had like a cookie cutter sort of design. Yeah. And I think by exploring so a little does, bit something new, yeah. we shouldn't say it doesn't belong because then we're saying it only should be what but it was. what I will say is that, and now if we transition to Thor Love. Wait, and, no, I have, I have words to say about that movie. Oh, yeah. And you can in a second. Oh, okay. But. Um, wait, what is that line? What is that? What is that line where it's like, oh no, when it's Kanye, and I don't want to give him airtime, but when he says, "I'm gonna let you finish," but let oh. me, the Taylor, yeah, I'll be Taylor. I'm okay with that. Okay, I want to stand up for Beyonce for just a hot second. Okay. <laughs> And it's not this movie. Oh, jeez, I didn't understand. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, go. so the joke is there is at the VMAs. I can't even believe we're talking about him. I don't want to talk about him. Okay, so I want to say that. Um, what do I want to say? I totally lost my train of thought. In transitioning to Lord, Thor, oh, Love and Thor, Thunder. Love and Thunder is totally campy. Yeah, um, but I feel like it was loosely established in the second one. Third, third, and like that, it played into his like he had gone through trauma, and that played into his character, and that they built on that. This for me was totally out of left field, and that's the problem. The that horrorness, I you mean? Yes, and so I feel like by just presenting this out of nowhere is the problem. Not that they're trying to explore new areas. Can I g give a counter argument? Yes, it sort of didn't come out of nowhere. This movie was really about the Scarlet Witch. I, I think it was just called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness just because he okay, was Okay, then it. that's literally wait, sexism because it's about her and she probably got paid less. Oh, And yeah. it's named Doctor Strange. And so they took the, a story established in WandaVision, which was a tragic story that was set up in a way that ended very... Um, macabre, I would say. Yeah, the whole thing ended very creepy and strange and weird, which was the foot hole something. What is that term? They took the first step into the world of like they potential horror, in. yeah. you know. And so I think when you consider that this movie is about the Scarlet Witch's decline, essentially for her love for her childrens and her children, and like 
to some degree, I think she has some sort of like illness, like she's not well and she needs some help and she has this power and, and the, the combination of America and her and Dr. Strange allows this movie to exist in a, in a way that's, that's true to the, you know, too rules many, established, okay, but, but it's, it's just, too many new things because Dr. Strange really didn't have much of a connect. Didn't have any connection in one division. Yeah. America was out of left field, never totally established and never had established. no idea who yeah. this person was. And by the way, side and note, then, she was not good. No, I she did wasn't. Not like she was her. just a wet you know, mom. She was like, if there was a lot of people that you could choose from for like, I don't know, a, a community theater or like play or something. And you just pick the best of like what you got to work with. That's who I think that was. And I'm like, really? This was, <laughs> you she know, probably got, she probably got like billions. Yeah. And I want to like her. I, I like the character. Yeah, I like because that I she's feel like uh, Miss she... Marvel was new and I feel like she embodied and really, do you mean Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel? Marvel? Like the, did the, the Disney, the, movie, the, the TV show, the TV show. Yes. Was a new introduction totally of a character her. and loved was great. Her. I think she Hulk. Okay. Listen, we're going to get a lot of hate on this. Both of these saying that we like them. Yes. I think they were both great. And I think that, uh, she, she Hulk, AKA Shulk, AKA, uh, Jennifer or, Walters. Orange is the new, or Finn is the new black. Mm, Tatiana Meslini. Maslini. Was, what? I think her name is Tatiana Maslini. From Canada? Orange is the new, Orphan black. Orphan is the new black. Yeah. yeah I think it's Tatiana Maslini. Oh, okay. Well. Tatiana, Ma, Tatiana Maslini. Yeah. I feel like they were both uh, leading roles that really established a new character extremely well correct and now in this movie we're it's called dr strange we're really talking about scarlet Witch, which we're really talking about america with like Ugh. it was chris when i tell you she really all she was was a vessel for that power that's, that's it. it that's all that you it could have been anyone it could have even been an object it could have been an object that they were fighting for it which i think it was an object that would have yes, been better that would have been better object Be then they would have yeah but I then agree. and also you know i'm gonna go off AWF you know, Yeah, a little bit, because here are two women with strong powers with regards to Scarlet Witch and Merica. Yeah. Both of them are on separate sides of an emotional battle. You have Scarlet Witch, who has this love for her children, and that makes her a villain. They've turned her into a villain because of that. Yeah. Literally, she's a villain. Yeah. And then you have America, who only can use her power when she gets too emotional i never realized that that's dumb i just connected the dots right yeah, there that, that's a great point. and then you have dr strange the man coming in to control their the, these women's emotions oh i hate this movie wow i hate this movie and what happened um also, Regina George made an appearance in this movie. Yeah. And her whole thing was the love thing. Her emotions, too. Yeah. They all centered around Doctor Strange, who's just there as a body. He's like, he doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't even care. Sometimes he's, he's like a zombie. Literally. I'm telling you, Chris, when that okay, moment really, happened. No. When he. It was like a bad thriller movie. Like uh, thriller as in thriller, the, the video, the music video. When he said the line, because when remember the whole thing that he could use some power to jump to other multiverses or whatever, other, other Doctor Strange, other Doctor Strange, and then he's like, 
but you never said they had to be alive. <sighs> oh, that was that was a little bit of. And then it cuts to the zombie hand punching yeah. through. Oh, that was a little. You know what happens to frogs when they get struck by lightning? Not a little, a lot. That was rough. the same thing that happens to everything else. I hated it. I hate it. Hated okay, it. <laughs> Can we go to Thor: Love and Thunder real yes. quick? Because I do have some positives I want to talk about. Yeah, I do want to talk about positives. There are. Uh, I, I spoke with a bunch of people at work, and they all didn't love it, but they didn't say it was bad as bad. That's as like, how I feel. I feel like this is a, this is a medium. Like, yeah, it's it's terrible, which is uh, Doctor Strange. Medium, which is. Uh, Thor, 11, Thor Thunder, 11 Thunder and then, and then like great which is, is Black Panther which we'll Wakanda ho- hopefully get to um, so I want to talk a little bit about Thor 11 Thunder my opinion is that this you mentioned dip their toes into the humor aspect of things for Thor 3 which was Thor Ragnarok it was a different director and it worked for that movie really well and I think they thought because it worked let's jack that up to like 11 and yeah. so they did that but what i didn't think worked is that that humor that dumb sort of humor that sort of like not even slapstick but like just silly basic writing of humor yeah didn't really work for me when it combined or or uh was opposed to the very serious nature of the villain's storyline i thought there was such an uh deep level of meaning behind the the villain's origins with the idea that he basically gave up his daughter's life in the hope that the gods would reward him and then when he gets to the gods they laughed in his face yep that was a very interesting story arc and the birth of a genuine villain like he really has reasons to be a villain and he looked kind of cool, I think. Um, creepy, very creepy. And those moments were all very, very creepy with the shadow people and everything. But then it was like cut to the stupidity of Thor and the lines that they gave. That one line at the end when he's talking to the children about like, we're going to fight all these demons and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, they're behind me, aren't they? Yeah. <sighs> and then when Jeez. he also said things like, uh, well you'll have the power of Thor. And then he's like something like for a temporary period. Yeah. Yeah. It was silly. It was all dumb stuff, but I but will the story, say that though, I think worked itself out nicely. And, and I, I feel like the, her story is very tragic. Um, who uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Yeah. And I feel like there was a, that was a pretty genuine connection between the two of them. I believed it. I believe the two a lot. I want to say. And I say, really like Natalie Portman. Me too. I think I had a crush on Natalie Portman when I was younger. Probably. Did you also then have a crush on Kira Knightley? Because they're very similar. No. Oh. I don't even know who that is. She was episode one's Amidala. Wait. Your eyes. <laughs> Shoot. No, Natalie Portman was in episode one, but like in the background with the red, with the orange hood. Oh, yeah, she was Padme, like Padme, but like fake. Oh, there's some wheels spinning right now. (laughs) In episode one, the one who kept speaking was Kira Knightley. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like her. She's in Pirates of the Caribbean. No, I don't like her. Okay, so my point is that the one thing that I think that movie did new uh, differently than others, and it was like a new idea was the idea that they brought up and spoke about and discussed the effects of cancer. That's very unique in a movie and a show and a series like this. Um, And I think that it, 
representation wise, I think what's important about that, just like we want there to be characters that look like us, we also want characters that experience our troubles. Sure. And it allows you to have conversations at home with your family and friends about, oh, um, I don't know, I relate to uh, the guy, what's it called, in The Eternals who was gay. You, a child could be like, oh, I, I'm, I like them. I, I'm like them. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that means something. In this case, I imagine there could be conversations that exist with families at home about the effects of cancer and what that yeah, sure. looks like, sure. what that what your experience is like with them. And I think that was done very well. To some degree, I think they took it seriously. There were a couple of moments that were intended to be less than serious where she even made like jokes or spoke about her cancer in a joking way, like a little bit of a joking way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I imagine that's just because I feel like it was how difficult it is to it's, accept yeah, it's that really you know? hard, but I think the way they were able to incorporate her existence as a Thor and how her story arc played out surprised me in a positive way. I always wondered when I saw the commercials, how are they going to just suddenly introduce like her as a Thor? Mm-hmm. And I think they did it in a, in a, smart way i just didn't love the humor yeah i agree i think those are all great points yeah let's talk about something good yeah let's do it so wakanda forever i think was great it was so expertly done with i don't remember his name chadwick chadwick boseman Boseman. yeah Yeah. um what a gift yeah i feel like it was so emotional and in all the right ways like it wasn't overly somber at like where it was like okay this is tiring to watch and that it's emotionally exhausting it was like just enough and then they introduced the story and there were like struggles that then related back to the um to the to his no longer being there yeah Yeah. and i very curious you said this um like what plans did they have prior to him dying from uh colon cancer and how did they rework it and whatever they did i mean props to them who's the director there the writer or whatever because i mean i feel like for sam raimi he gets on the poo-poo list and um um black panther uh wakanda forever director is um ryan coogler this made less freaking money are you kidding me where are you seeing that? This made eight hundred and fifty-five million in the box office compared to nine hundred and fifty-five million for the other one. Yeah. yeah. Well, for um, multiverse. Of multiverse. Madness. I'm gonna say something. I'm though. pissed. I think Multiverse of Madness was one of the first movies post COVID that was really pushed, and I think that people were just dying to get back into the theater. So that probably Nobody could have been dying to get back into the theater. Million billion people were. So Ryan Coogler, who also did the Creed movies, which I heard are great, um, is the director, and he also did Black Panther one. So oh, he did the new Space Jam, um, which I also heard I think pretty good things. about. I think I heard good things about it too. Yeah. So the thing about his his recognition in the movie you mentioned you had mentioned expertly done because at the beginning i was real nervous how are they going to do it and like you said was it going to be a, a long subject. thing yeah are they going to talk about it or they're going to just do a quick little byline of yep, like oh yep. he's not there anymore million questions that i had i do remember disney saying that they're not going to use his likeness 
Um, as in, they're not going to CG anything. They're not going to like... Like Carrie Fisher floating out in space and then coming back. Yes, but I think she was no. still alive. No, she was flying. She was flying in space after she died. Remember, she was she dead in real. Back? No, no, I know, but she was dead in real life at that point. Yeah, yeah, it came out after she died. Oh, geez, I can't. <gasps> no, I. That's another podcast. I can't talk about that. That upsets me a lot. Because um, they didn't know how. To, everybody was questioning, like, how what it, what was it gonna die? How is she gonna die in the movie? Yeah, and then we thought, oh, she's gonna die in like that in that moment because she was exploded out into space, and then you see the finger twitch. I know, and then it comes, and then it comes back, and it's like, uh, uh, I'm back, and she flies back from gently, space, gently flies back in through space. Oh, that was. That no, I'm upset. I'm upset. But Chadwick Boseman's death happened, I'm imagining, at the genesis slash possible even filming of an original movie with Black Panther 2. And so when this had happened, I bet they had to hard left and make some brand new thing happen. And this introduced a whole new... Uh uh like species, species of people of, yeah which i thought was and they freaking did cool. that expertly well too and yeah, the I'm aztecs the they, they were aztecs oh, they were it was so good it was so freaking cool and i think that they did it so freaking well and then to have um shuri take on the mantle of the black panther and then at the very very end I and i love thinking about I, and I don't happened. know how this is act like if this is actually their thought process but countries maybe that were persecuted or enslaved like they talked about the uh like the um colonizers or whatever coming yeah, in yeah and and um coming into mexico and doing all of that mm -hmm. and obviously wakanda has um like you know the african slave trade and all of that and how i don't know if this is intentional or not but that they flip it and yeah. now these are the people these are the countries that are in power and the superpowers that really have the most power in the world and have yeah. the capability of enslaving others and don't but don't and by and choice it's just and it's it's reiterated if you didn't get it from wakanda in prior yeah. things it's reiterated i think in this um because they do talk about you know his mother coming in and getting enslaved and yeah. all of that they do talk about it in um wakanda forever and i think it's brilliant no absolutely absolutely brilliant it looks so good it sounds so good how amazing is the soundtrack all the underwater scenes oh like oh my god i loved it it was so fr the more i think about it the more i liked it and then and angela bassett excuse me oh. did i take it out of your mouth that well, i was gonna get to that point yes not okay. in that moment right there i don't know why i'm pointing down here but in not in that moment but yes i was going to talk about angela bassett a gift and she's a gift the new black panther she's a gift too she is just really shuri 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I love her. And then and Riri. Riri's another great Riri's ad. another great ad. I feel like Riri is what she was a she was what a What America should have been. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. She oh was Oh my god. She was a secondary character like America was. 
but I feel like she stood on her own and really conveyed what she was. And I'm looking forward to see more was. of her. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of her too. She was actually in the same idea. If you look at it from a plot point, I feel like this is all pent up. Like, I know, like, geez, like pent we up. We didn't talk, talk about, about this, this and now it's like all coming out. The the. Uh, we're just like afterwards. We're like, well, that, that sucks. Well, that was yeah. good. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the plot elements of why they used America and why they used Riri are actually very similar. If both of those people were yes. captured, the ends of the world would happen. Essentially. Yes. 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 And yes. Riri stood on her own very well. Yep. And I was looking forward to seeing more of her and I'm just shocked at how well they were able to pull this together. But Angela Bassett is a gift. Her speech in the very beginning of the show of the movie, when um, she's at the UN and the way that she's speaking about why Wakanda is what it is and how they are protecting themselves because otherwise, you know, the wrong things will get into the wrong people's hands. The only thing that I didn't like about um, the queen is when she, uh, shit on the general and i get that it's an emotional moment because she's now lost her daughter and and her son um and her oh, husband yeah and no, i get that but that was now sad. i feel like she okay so the Set main the scene the main general takes out shuri her uh angela bassett's daughter the queen of wakanda takes out her to do this mission Ends up losing the princess. Okoye and is, is her name. So Okoye is the general. Um, ends up losing the princess in the process and comes back to report to the queen, I've lost the princess and I'm going to do my damnedest. If it takes my life, I will recover her. And the queen goes AWF on her off. Yeah. And... And I get it. It's she's warranted. Emotional. She's she emotional. Every single member. But of I'm family. also now sad that for Okoye that, the, that there's no reconciliation of that. No. Because the queen ultimately dies in this, and there's and she's been stripped of her general title. She's off doing her own thing, and sad that yeah. she's caused this. And now in her in Okoye, who's really lives and breathes Wakanda and will do anything for it now is left with the burden that she killed the queen because yeah. all of this happened because she took, um, she took Shuri, Shuri out. out. Yeah. That makes me really sad. I yeah. That makes me that. sad, but I mean, so uh, just remind me just, there's, so that last fight that they had the next time Okoya sees the queen is when she's dead. Is that shitty? Yes. Yes. I don't uh, think they don't reconcile at all because who reinstates her is Shuri after she becomes from yeah. princess to queen. Oh, that little speech that Shuri gave about like who she is and how when the other guy was talking about the queen would want blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And Shuri was like, listen, you little poop head. Mm -hmm. You know what? This happened. I'm the queen. Get with it. Yeah. Get with the times, you know? Listen, we could talk for another hour, but we've got a stream coming up. Last thing, the name of Lupita's child. I could, I got chills at the end. Lupita's child. Yeah. Um, at the very end, the, I think it's not, is it a post-credit scene? When she, when we, when we go to Haiti 
and we see uh, Shuri saying hi to <gasps> oh. um, Lupita's the actress, and she says hi, and then introduces her to yes. her kid, brilliant, who is uh, what who is Chadwick Boseman's Boseman. Black Panther's white um, girlfriend, whatever. Uh, is it? They're not. So I don't know what their relationship was, but yeah. she is. Ha, she since has had a baby from him and says his name and, is Toussaint. And she was like, uh, sure. He was like, Oh, that's such a beautiful name. And he goes, that's my actual, that's my, what did, what did he call it? Like my proper name or my whatever name, but, but my proper name, name is, is T'Challa. T'Challa. Oh my God, yeah. I chills. I it's chills. so good because now she had that whole explosion. Sure. He had that whole explosion when she was like, my whole family was taken from me. And and all of this, and it gave her the drive to make the Black Panther heart shaped herb. Yeah, and she did it. And then she, because she was able to save everyone, she was rewarded with a family member she didn't even know she had. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so good, good. and really sets themselves up for fifty more years. Yeah, of cash like, cow. <laughs> Ka-ching, ka-ching. Oh my God. We actually really have to go. We only have five minutes to set up the rest of our stream for our Twitch stream. Um, I hope this was an enjoyable uh, listen. Um, if you're watching this on wherever this will be, we hope you enjoyed seeing us. Um, and let us know what you think. Is there anything we can change? Is there anything we can do differently? And uh, we look forward to doing this again next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Airstreamers podcast, and we'll see you again. Bye, folks. Bye, everyone. Bye.